Hi there, welcome to the Power Within podcast. I'm your host, Nat Adams. Thanks for joining me. Now today I have a special guest. His name's Chris and Chris is going to be sharing with us a challenge that he faces in the months ahead. Chris is actually going to be looking at having his um, leg or his lower leg amputated. Now that's something I can't even fathom and understand how you would mentally prepare for that. But Chris has had many challenges in his life and this is probably just another one to add to those list of challenges. He's such a positive person and he's super inspiring and I hope that today's episode will inspire you and will make you realise that we just need to be grateful for what we have in a day-to-day life. We need to find time to smile and time to have a bit of a laugh and uh, Chris's positivity is certainly infectious. So enjoy today's podcast. Okay. Hi there, Chris. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us on Power Within Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what you're facing, uh, what challenge you're facing in the, the coming months ahead. Yeah, sure. All right. So like in February next year, I'll be 49 years old, male from Australia, southwest Australia, that has done a bucket load of different jobs and played a lot of sport and um feel like I've got a lot out of life and um basically I'm at the moment I'm I'm not uh currently working because what I am looking at as a challenge coming up is a below the knee amputation of the left foot and ankle so wow um yeah that's that's what that's what I'm sort of like waiting to uh get done but before we go into that a little bit more how about you tell me a bit about how you got to that point so basically um my my grand married a guy uh Italian man and he was a bricklayer and he built a very big brick house right in the middle of of Thumbry basically and it was quite like it's quite tall and he had a balcony out the front and he had a really solid balustrade built up even higher on top of that balcony and so where grand where that was where grand lived and that was probably like a five-minute bike ride from where I lived. And and because we grew up in such a huge family, there was cousins always there and there was always someone to hang out with and Grand's house was the meeting place. So, you know, we got we used to hang out in chicken pens and whatnot. But And this one day, one of my cousins and I decided that we'd give gravity a go. And so we, we found this little tiny umbrella um, and it, you know, it wasn't a big one. It was, a, I remember it was quite a small umbrella and, and I thought it'd be a great idea to jump off the balcony and use the umbrella to, to softly land on the ground. And so the <laughs> two of us were up there and then, yeah, I jumped up on the ballast rails. I can't remember oh, being, no. being scared of anything at all and plummeted straight to the ground and, and caused a lot of damage to, um, first of all, like, my joints and you know like a lot of my joints that took the like especially my knees and so um yeah obviously my my cousin didn't worry about having a go at it after he saw what happened to me <laughs> and, and yeah and evidently that kind of crushed a lot of I guess you know cartilage and synovious kind of um cushioning around a lot a lot of my lower joints lower back knees and hips and they and and then by the time when I was seven, I had 
most of my cartilage removed from my left knee, which back in those days meant two weeks in hospital and, you know, six six weeks in plaster. It was a big yeah. deal. And they took the whole lot out. They didn't just muck around with lasers. So, yeah, that was the start of it. And um, and from there, it sort of like chain reacted a little bit, I guess. What happened when I grew, started growing, um, because of the other knee, took a lot of the compensation, did a lot of work, and it all ended up sort of not being very even at all. And mm. that was – so by the time I was uh, – so when I was seven, I had a – I was in hospital for having college. Yeah. By the time – when I was 11 years old, I was at school, primary school, South Bunbury, and just running around a old witch's hat. And um, on the on the turn, uh, the attendant, the patella attendant, was, came – was detached from the patella, so oh, from gee. yeah below the knee. So basically, yeah, my kneecap was sitting up in in my quad area somewhere, and I was eleven years old. I was in a lot of pain, a and, lot of pain. And, mm. Yeah, luckily the hospital you could see it from where where we went to school, so went straight to the hospital and had a full reconstruction, gee, which which that, and that didn't work properly. Yeah, at eleven. Wow. So what happened was it poor because of the, I guess because I was growing it, the tendon started pulling marrow out of the kneecap. Mm. And what actually happened is a, a new piece of bone started forming below the kneecap, not actually the kneecap, and the, the tendon was joined to that and not not the kneecap, the patella. So. Gee, okay. So how does a 11-year-old boy cope with that? Like how did mentally that affect you? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like you just did, I guess, and – um, there was plenty of people around me to worry about it. I didn't yeah. need to worry about it too much. They did all that for me. And so I just was, I just, you just go on for the ride. And you've had, first of all, that when you landed, you said you injured your back, your hips, your knee, ankles. So run through, you've had back surgery. What else? L- lower, lum- lower lumbar spinal fusion. Yep. And I've had uh, both. Both uh, total hip replacement, yep, and and I've had both uh, bilateral knee replacement. So my both yeah. my knees, both my hips, uh, prosthetic, and yeah, there's probably about six or seven screws and a few brackets holding yeah. up my propping up my lower back. So, and so what's led so definitely issues in the past with these accidents and then this surgery, and of course if one part of your body isn't right the other part compensates and you're out of balance so that seems like a big jump forward then to looking at having to have an amputation um why do they think you need to have it amputated is it just it's just given way completely now what i mean what's happened there if you look at it you, you it's hard to figure out but if you saw the you see the x-ray you can see that you know the tibia and the fibula have moved quite a long way across the top of the the heel bone, and you know it looks pretty bad. You know, having that injury at, at such an early age, and having the issues that it brought with us as as a child growing up, gave me uh, you know some serious crookedness. You know, I was definitely out of whack my whole body, and and I you know it wasn't until like late late forties that I actually got you know uh, treatment that actually has helped me. Well, you know, other than I mean everything is trying to help can't walk in there with broken bones and stuff like that. So everything's been a help, but it hasn't been until then that 
they started to straighten my body up. And so, it, you know, we're talking about a 34-year period or 38 years of walking around or and running and swimming and doing all the stuff that boys do, you know, not to mention all the stupid stuff that we do as well. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and what's happened is that and their body is gotten all crooked. And so when they put the new hips in, the new knees in and straighten my back up, I was all square again. And so the, the ankle was just kind of the last thing in, in the in the row of things that needed to be squared up. But because it's such a complex, uh, you know, part of your body, there's lots of small bones in there. Yes. And it, it's and, and even at the best at the best of times, foot and ankle surgery is a 50-50 thing. And mm. and it was never ever going to be, you know, even if I did have surgery rather than the amputation, it was it there was so much complication and so many things could go wrong that you know, eventually I could even be two years further behind than I am now mm. and back to the start having to have an amputation anyway. So I uh, really, really resurgitated. Um, you know, I'd want a really good chance of it working if I was to operate on it. And he was like, it's got to be better than 60 or 70%, otherwise he won't do it. And so the, other, the only real alternative is to amputate. And, wow. you know, like, all this, all this complicated stuff and all that, I couldn't even hear them saying it. I, all I heard was say, chop it off, put a new one on, and let's get on with it. What did you? What were your thoughts then? You said all that you heard was that they said, we're going to have to chop it off and move on. What, what Did you feel sick to the stomach? Or... I felt worn out. Matt. I felt had enough. worn out. Like, it took so long. It took, you know, like obviously to, from Bunbury to a two-hour drive to Perth, to, and I've done that. I've done that trip so many times for medical reasons, and I've just, you know, like been have to, you know, like I'm trying to walk around crutches and, you know, carry paperwork and trying to walk, and like a, you got to walk a mile. It's painful. Get, mm. It is, and and it was like, and so by the, once I got back, I had mum in the car, and I jumped back in the car, and I, broke, I just broke down. I started crying yeah. because it was just um. Like it, it just took so long to get an answer, find out, you know, yeah. like it took yeah. so long and no one would say anything. And, you know, like finally we got someone to like, they go on that. And then they had to have a meeting and they got together with all a bunch of other surgeons and discuss it. And they felt the most responsible thing to do was to go for the amputation, which, which by that stage I was all right because it was the first time I, it wasn't so much that I was going to get it amputated. Um, that hurt. It was it was a struggle to get there. Yeah, right. It was just so hard. Mm, and yeah. and by the time they when they told me that, I was sat down. I was just like, you know, poor. Well, I probably didn't make didn't help. Mum was there, and you know, she cries when a cat loses one of their whiskers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh well, so. that's her mother's job. <laughs> She's to worry about the children. Yeah. Well, I totally yeah. understand that. It, it's um, it's very hard for other family members to accept that. It's harder for them now. Got to go through that. And friends yeah. and stuff like that because they. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it comes as a surprise, but for me, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise at all. So, in your mind, you feel that. I've had enough of the pain. I've had enough of – I've almost had enough of this ankle. Like I'm ready to to move forward and to not have pain and to be able to walk again and to be able to work again. To the point where I've seriously considered having one of my friends chop it off with an ankle grinder. 
Jeez, let's not go down that path, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I know that you probably end up in jail for doing something like that. But, well, your friend you know, would, like, and that's not really responsible and bit of a, for you to there do that to your mate. Side to it. And I like being, you know, I like trying to look at I love laughing, and I think laughing and being happy is way more fun than being sad and melancholy, don't you? That, that was uh, actually my next question because you have been one of the most positive people I know. Every time I speak to you, you come out with something positive and you, you see the light in the darkness and uh, you're about to face a massive challenge. I mean, I think what you've already faced is a massive challenge. Um, it's the hard part. How? How do you stay so positive? What, what keeps you being well, so positive? Tell jokes to yourself. Tell Make jokes to yourself. Positive. And you know what, you know what, you know what, my MO, this is my MO, is don't look for the scratches. Yep, I like it. If you want to find something wrong with something, if you want to pick out a fault in a person, you can and you will. But why should you? Exactly. Why do that? Just for the good, you know, in everything. Yeah. And and, and I have faith. I have a lot of faith in the greater whatever you want to call it, and I just have a lot of faith that if you do, if you be good, you'll be all right, you know, and even if you've got to suffer for it, there's a reason for that and there's yeah, purpose okay. in that and yeah. in pain and suffering makes life real. If we're all just happy and, you know, no, I didn't feel anything, well, well, it just wouldn't be real. Your pain makes it real, Nat. And I think also you've been working with um, the less fortunate and uh, being a carer, you certainly see that other side and you actually become grateful. And I think having been grateful and taking the time to look at what you have and how lucky you are, um, I think that grounds you. Not what you don't have. Because my yeah. brother said to me, you know, just, just focus on the good stuff. It was the best advice I've ever, ever had. And, mm. and even, I mean, it's so simple, but even after that, I took it on. I took that on. Just yeah, focused well on the done. good stuff. Well, that's you excellent. Know? So, Chris, yeah. I, I want to um, touch base with you again and and yeah, cool. I want to follow your journey, if that's okay with you, on where, you yeah, w- what processes you have to go through in order to get this surgery done, um, how yeah. mentally you, you cope with it and, and how you find the strength within yourself to, to get that power to, to go forward. Um, yeah. What is your next step from here? Like you, well, next yeah. step. That's very um, quite funny, really. Yeah. But you, February, you said the February is when you go in, or is there any training? Oh that no, they not give February. You? That's just my birthday. My birthday's in February, same like yours. Remember? <laughs> yeah, anyway. but what's the, you mentioned to me February. What's <laughs> so, that got well, to do with it? Well, I mean, so February I'll be forty nine. Right. That's, I'm forty nine, and and I still. Um, you know, and I love how we that goal has become my goal as well is to have a dance with you at my yeah, 50th, when you turn you know? fifty. Yes, we did set that goal, didn't <laughs> it's we? Great, we it's set... a great goal, you know. Yeah, really. Yeah, and that's right. um, one thing you really you test. I'm sorry, um, is is you're right with and working with guys with disabilities. It just you just realise how insignificant your little first world problems are, and and there are some people that are really struggling out yeah, there and yeah. they need all the help and get and it's all and I, i've never felt better about being who i am since i since i took on that sort of work and 
yeah, that that that's a big one. You know, that gave me a lot of confidence back mm -hmm. in who Definitely. I was. Yeah, because you know, like having all the injuries and and whatnot, it kind of digs into your work kind of um, career. Kind of, I hate it, and obviously I wouldn't be alone there. But um, once I started working with with them, it was just so different. It was really different, and you felt that you were doing something good for for the community. Yeah, and even someone just else. management look at they just look at everything different. It's not about it's not about pro produce produce produce. It's about enriching and empowering people's lives. Nice, and you and, and doing that, you learn a lot about mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, well. true. So yeah, sometimes learned, we learn more about ourselves. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. in the way of um, yeah, so in the way of um. The, the hospital that have they given you any training or like how do you mentally prepare for what's coming um your way I think, I think to be honest with you Nat like all I'm all I'm waiting for is a is a date or you know some kind of indication of like when obviously in Western Australia and everywhere in Australia and everywhere in the world that hospitals are under the pump at the moment and um so like I'm because I I appear to not be in too much discomfort, you know. Like I, I can, and I, and because I am a bit younger, I feel like I'm. It doesn't hurt me as much. And they, there are older people that probably have something like similar, and you know, they're the ones that we we need to. I can still do a fair bit, and I can, you know, I can wheel myself around here and there, and I can even walk a little bit if I want to. And you know what I mean. So I'm on a low a low priority, which means. Normally that'd be about a year, but I think the way things are at the moment could, could be double that, even three times that. But oh wow! Um, okay. So so really, as far as that's concerned, my focus on that is just to kind of build up my strength in my arms because obviously they're going to do a lot of work again, and you know and I'm um and um also yeah um just getting fit and trying to be as healthy as possible to avoid infection and all the rest of it. So. You give yourself the best chance, I guess. And yeah, my big one's weight. I really struggle with weight and getting it off because I'm so inactive. And yeah, it's a bit hard. Yeah, when you're not able to move. Yeah, yeah. You just got to. It's like I just look at it. Don't even have to look at food, and I just put on weight. You know, like, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. But, and so as far as that, I try to probably not think about the actual operation. I've seen the guys at the clinic. I know what um, to expect from uh, how the procedure goes and, um, you know, they're very, very, very uh, professional and good-looking uh, clinic at Fiona Stanley Hospital. It's a dedicated uh, clinic where – and that was an eye-opener. I went and saw those guys, drove up there, and and it was their clinic. There was a few few um, blokes there that one guy missing both his legs. Wow. Um, but one was, like, close, really close to his hip – one was just above his right, you know, and he was trying to learn how to walk again. And, and there was just a steady flow of guys, mostly mm. men. It was, and um, with you know, missing foot, missing leg, missing, you know what I mean. Was, and some of them so, probably haven't had the mental time to get ready for it because it could have happened in an accident and they that, had no choice. And that kind of triggered something in my mind that made it a little bit like, oh, I'm not yeah. just going to get, I'm not just getting teeth pulled out here. I'm actually, you know, oh, it's just sunk in a bit more. Yeah. But it also gave me a lot of confidence knowing that they the guys there couldn't do enough to help you. Nice. And that so yeah, and obviously you get what you put in, but 
I'm Once again, to... you're looking for the the shining light in the dark clouds, like you always do. There's plenty of good things. So... To, there's plenty of good things going on. You know, like I don't. I'm I'm really quite happy most of the time. But, yeah. Um, well, I, I know it's a mental struggle when you want to get out and help people like you do, the sort of person you are, the great carer that you are. You want to get out and help people. It's hard when you can't go and do that because you're physically not able to. You want to be the best person you can. Yeah. And you and it feels like it's real. That's really hard to do. You know, it's like, a struggle. I don't. I, I like. You know what? I'm. I'm normally pretty happy about going going out and doing new stuff. At, at the moment, I do. Got my hobbies here, and I've and I and music, music. I play music. It, so I didn't have, I didn't know how to play music, and and like that. I don't know what. That's a what good point, happen. Chris. So, so you you really find your strength with your music. That's what keeps yeah. you um, centered. What keeps you, you know, you've got focus. the My yeah, it keeps you focused. You've got. That goal of the future of looking forward to being able to care for people again. But while you wait for that to happen, you've got your music that you can really pour your energy into and put your focus into. And yeah. I think we need to feel like we have some kind of purpose. And um Well, yeah. As long as it, I think your purpose is so that you're not unhappy or you're not yeah. um unnecessarily suffering. I think that's that's a good enough that's, purpose. Yeah, good. Good. People that don't have as many um, options or you know uh, things that they have to decide about, like in yeah. in where we are, you know, like oh, what color car am I going to have? Oh, oh, what sort of shoes? You yeah, know, like, exactly. I else, it's like, geez, I hope I don't die of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. We, we are. We need pretty to be a bit more grateful for what we have. Very great. So I just want to ask you one last question: If you could go back today as you are and speak to that uh young seven-year-old boy what what would you say to the young seven-year-old chris don't worry stop worrying about stuff don't stress out about things you yeah. know I, i'm not so much like medical stuff but you know when you when you're young and you're working and you know all this financial stuff and oh sometimes i can remember i couldn't get to sleep i was so anxious and worried about things that and i think about it now i'm like oh my god God, what were you so worried about? You know, I, I would say just relax. It's going to be okay. Nice. I like it. And maybe tell that seven-year-old boy not to jump off the balcony. <laughs> don't jump, don't, don't jump off don't the balcony. Stop breaking the back. Stop breaking <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, I like that I advice. I like I that for everyone. What's that, that? I like that advice just to not worry so much and things will yeah, work out okay. Yeah. Have, um, faith. Absolutely. Yeah. have a lot. Have faith. You understand know, it, that maybe things happen for a reason and you're learning a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Not easy when you're right in it, though, is it, sometimes? Oh, look, yeah, you do have your good – today's been great. Today's a great day. You know, like I knew that I was going to get to talk to you and, <laughs> nice. and you know, and it's Friday. I don't know. It's just, so, and I have, I'm having a good day. But there are days where I want to close the blinds. I want to weld mm. my doors locked. I want to – bury myself as deep as I can under everything and hide. Mm, so I do, mm, and, yeah. you know, and sometimes I cry. I just about it. But oh, it's it's all quite healthy. It's all quite – I don't really ever get, get to the point where I feel I'm hopeless or there's nothing I can do about it or, you know, because I've just got so many beautiful pe- 
beautiful people around me. Oh, that's good. Mom and you. And I think you know, that makes a difference. So Having some support helps. So good that. Really, yeah. really good support, you know, and that's important. It is really important, I think, really okay. important. And the other thing as well is that I love I love finding I love people like you. I love finding out about people, talking to them, asking them stuff. And there was one guy that uh, I saw this morning and I spoke to him probably about a year and a half ago. He was going through quite a few um, personal issues, but he just kept going and he kept going and now he's got a job and he bought a car and Assistant. it was so good. And just talking to every, just talking to that almost a stranger. Every yeah. time I do that, something good happens, you know what I mean? Oh, that's nice. That's good to hear, Chris. And I look forward to us having more of these discussions and and working out, uh, well, working through the process of what you, what stages and steps you go through, and finding out more. And so, if anyone does have any questions for you, um, I'd like them to email me or and send them um, send them through. The email is info at entireliving dot com dot au and so that's i n f o at entire e n t i r e living dot com dot au uh, any questions that you have for chris that we can ask him in our next um podcast please uh, send them through and if you have faced a challenge and you would like us to interview you uh yeah drop us a line at that same email address and we'd love to have a chat to you thanks very much Beautiful. Okay. Bye,